INC UCB all right Toro well this seems a little cold because we haven't done this in a while it's well, been it's, several it's a, weeks I believe it's called a cold open ah yes. funny you son of a bitch <laughs> welcome yes absolutely so we've been through since the last time we did the movies went through the holidays went through yes. the great birthday of the holy baby Jesus yes Senor Jesus yes so how did your holidays go that didn't go bad uh got a bunch of time off work uh I don't know made food it's fun yeah making food's always fun yeah, I got to do a little bit of that as well. Uh, did you get what? What did you end up? Because I know the last time we left off, you were debating on what to get the, the SO, mm-hmm. the significant other. What did you end up getting the significant other? Uh, like uh, some commie shit. Uh, <laughs> a uh, uh, a rum ham T-shirt. Oh yeah, I do remember you showing me that. Yeah. Uh, some. Like uh, tarot stuff. Nice, nice. Some rocks shaped like cats. Uh, like crystals a, or like, no, like actual like, rocks. One of them is like tiger eye something, and had the had the uh, the wee ones picked them out. Gotcha. I see. Yep. Uh, it was a uh, it was kind of a little. It was a Etsy and uh, T Public or T yeah T Public and Etsy orders. That's about it. Nothing big. That's cool. That's cool. What did you receive? I got dice and oh, a shit. book. A uh, yeah, a uh, how to cook D and D shit book. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. I uh, you're, you're, I I bought that same book. I I have cooked the vin or, or ven bread or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gluten free. How was that? It was pretty good. Uh, it didn't turn out as quite like I wanted because I didn't have gua cheese or whatever it is. So uh-huh. I was like, fuck it, I'll just put cheese in there. <laughs> <laughs> and I also didn't have uh, 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 what's the what's the spaghetti cheese? What's that? Parmesan? Yeah, I didn't have Parmesan, so I used uh, Romano. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, it, and it was gluten-free, so the dough didn't exactly turn out as good as it could have. So it was still good. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty cool. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. What kind of dice? Like you get acrylic, metal. Uh, one of them. One of them has. Uh, they're all firstborn son. <laughs> I mean, it's got little skulls in them. Little, oh. Like, you know the <laughs> the resin dice that has little. Uh, they put stuff in there. Got some of those. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Wait, were those were those homemade? Yeah, they're uh, Etsy orders, I believe. Hmm. Yeah. We both had the same kind of idea. They're just like get little Etsy things that are kind of neat. Yeah, those are really neat. Mm-hmm. Like using your words, um, that kind of stuff usually is like the most exciting stuff. Yeah, because this it's the it's the knickknacks and stuff that are specialized. They're like, oh shit. Like, yeah, especially when you get to bust them out. Mm-hmm. So we usually uh, so that's something we've been doing since you know we have wee ones. Uh, mm-hmm. We just do stockings basically. 
Mm, so that's our gotcha. what we do is we buy stockings for each other and that's it because that's cool, man. if we really were going to spend money then we would probably just spend money yeah i feel you buddy i also put the remote control in the stocking and a hairbrush that i found <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the stuff that the stuff that's hard to find and we're always trying to find yeah put somewhere that's poetic sir <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man. So what'd yeah. you get? So what'd you give? Uh well, I got the very thing that I'm communicating with you on, which is a, a laptop. Ah yes. Yes. Early present. Yes. So the only presents we didn't take loans out for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh yeah, no, right? I'm just like, oh. But they were they were like they were presents, but they were also investments in each other in a way. So the laptop was for the investment of yep. possibly progressing and or being able to edit things like this, mm-hmm. um, as well as being able to broadcast and have uh, a much easier way to access the interwebs and yes. um, being able to post things, share things, so on and so forth, instead of using it and relying just on my cell phone. Mm-hmm. I could use a laptop instead. So if I need to do some intensive editing or downloading of larger files, the phone may not be capable of taking on such a burden. So having a computer helps. Yes. A whole lot. Because, yes. And so there was that investment in me. She purchased and took out a loan for this laptop. Um, As I took out a loan for her to receive a $3,500 Cintiq, which is essentially a uh, touchscreen drawing pad. It's okay. Big. Like it's big. Like it's a small TV. Okay, I get it. Yeah. And you do so draw right yeah, on top of it. Yeah. It's basically what, honestly, most professional, actually all professional animators use some kind of a drawing, an interactive drawing pad. The best is Cintiq. Cintiq is like the Nike mm-hmm. of that type of technology. Okay. Up to and including the, I'm sure, uh, overseas conflict <laughs> labor, probably. which is bad to say, but I mean, yeah. that's the reality of all things electronic is they probably came from a sweatshop. Some kind of, yep. Yeah. Well, not all things electronic. There are some real small places that make real small electronics, but. That's absolutely a, that's neither here nor there no there but work, for that matter that was a that was a side track there that was a huge side track turn that down where's that confounded bridge uh so i actually gifted the for the same cookbook that you got i gifted that to our to my my so's brother's mm-hmm. girlfriend she's a cook so i got her that and yeah. I, bought her i bought her a silicone baking mat yeah yeah that's pretty cool and inexpensive and i think it was like maybe 12 bucks yeah but essential for a baker because it has measurements on it so you it's non-stick so you can roll your dough on it i think i yeah i think i have one i don't bake on it i think they have ones that are for actually putting in the oven but yeah yeah i've got one of those yeah yeah this one's not for that this one is specifically just to be able to mold and do and shape and whatever um super handy so, and then you just yes. roll it up and store it instead of having a giant 
place. Not even store it. There's there's like outlines for the, after you get done with it, you can put it and make sure it fits the outline for what you're uh, it's weird it's interesting it's it's multifaceted as far yeah. as what you versatility know what i'm you use. know what i'm saying is the the mat itself it rolls up oh yes yes yeah. yes 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 easy yes, storage roll up easy mat. storage yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah I, have, I, I have one that's got little little cookie shapes all over it and everything else oh yeah, yeah. so the, i got her that and then i got her metal dice uh specifically nice. i believe hers were purple with a rainbow edge oh so the the center is purple the numbers and the outline of the d20s and all the other dice are pearlescent mm -hmm. i guess you can call it it goes they call it rainbow but basically as you turn it it changes the color oh, it's like a, a it's a metal that you oh yeah okay you know what i'm saying uh, yeah special kind of anodized or some some bullshit. yes 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 it's actually not that hard to do it yourself yeah. it's just yeah. a matter of having the right materials yep. i know it's a cheap I gimmick, but it's, you know, it works. <laughs> a metallurgist, some would say. No? Yeah. Hmm? No. No. No, that is a, that is a very specific career. We, uh, or I, I've known a metallurgist before, and uh, that guy was a dickhead, but he knew his shit. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh well at some point in the future ladies and gentlemen and other uh they mr mm -hmm. mr toro will maybe enlighten us with that story uh maybe it just seems uh, too specific that makes sense fair enough uh and then i got her brother my so's brother metal dice uh a t-shirt mm -hmm. um i'm not it, it's a it's a D, &D related t-shirt i'm not gonna go further than that <clears throat> any more than that it'd be giving too much of a specific detail yeah. um not that i already didn't but uh <laughs> i i got two of them one was a D, &D related the other one was a naruto based Ooh. shirt um and i can't remember have you heard of the one. really cool podcast naruto Revuto? No. What? Yeah, there's a podcast called Naruto Revuto, and it is a Naruto review podcast where they do they just like watch the episodes and then review them as they go. Yeah, I've never listened oh, to it, smallies. but I've thought about it because I'm yeah. not in. But I'm not interested in uh, Naruto, so. Oh, I I did just find something very similar to that for my favorite radio drama. It's on Spotify. Radio drama. drama. Yes. Please explain what a radio drama is. Radio dramas actually, or radio theater. What? I know it's radio dramas. Yeah. Um. So essentially, what they are, they're stories. Yeah. With like Oops. sound effects. Okay, so it's like the old-fashioned radio dramas, like the old, like yeah, the shadow yeah. news and yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Exactly. They still yeah, exist. Yeah. Well, actually, no. I imagine yes. with the with whole podcasting and shit. There probably a huge yes. resurgence of uh, radio drama. And if you're interested in one, Wayland Productions made a podcast called We're Alive. It's a zombie survival horror mm. podcast. Uh, it's it's finished. So if you want to listen to it, it's 60 episodes or 60 chapters with three parts to every chapter, except for the finales of the seasons. There's three seasons. Huh. That's interesting. And then two spinoffs. Which it's incredible. It's like what The Walking Dead should have been. Mm. Only it is 
radio drama. So you can just plug yeah. in. The episodes are about 15 mm-hmm. to 20 minutes long. That's pretty, that's about, that's about right. Easily digestible. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, you should. It's, it's, it, yeah. I, I recommend it to you, sir, mm-hmm. Mr. Toro, and all the listeners after you're done listening to this. Yeah. Listen to that. And if, uh, <laughs> anyone connected to any podcast we might, may or may not have listened or, um, talked about, you guys want to give us money or something? That'd be great. This guy. Are <laughs> <laughs> you panhandling right now, son? Hey, man. <laughs> I know, I know. Get yeah. your cheddar. Get your money. <laughs> all right. No, so all right. So today we were going to do um, this is kind of a spur of the moment, but we already had this kind of planned out. Mm-hmm. Me and Toro both have basically a um, points in our lives that kind of drove us to make this podcast originally. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with personal. How would you explain it? Uh... I don't know. Personal disasters? Yeah. Little uh, crises. Yeah. Yep. And and people might think, oh, this is nothing. Mm-hmm. Yes and no. It has to deal with, these are some of the biggest blows to, well, I can't speak for you, but I can speak for myself, that it's probably one of the biggest blows to my confidence, my mental health, my insecurities. Mm-hmm. It It is... This the sole event or events, I should say, that um that uh that hit the hardest. They they you know, it's people have talked about, you know, it's they're difficult things to talk about. Yeah. People don't people usually carry these things, mm-hmm. they don't ever really let them out. They a lot of people bottle it up yep. and it and it grows, it festers, the feelings don't go away, they don't deal with it, and so it just continues to run it yeah. eat you up inside and then you you wake up six years old and a horrible piece of shit that just hates everything and hates life and wants to die and kill yourself that stuff happens absolutely mm-hmm. um and so it took a lot for me to originally talk about this issue with other people mm-hmm. um even just beginning to even understand that i'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about this yeah has already got my heart racing i can feel my yeah. My blood start to flow more. I'm like you get the is... you get the fight or flight kind of response. Yeah, it's like the it's like if there could be an evil butterfly feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the pit of your stomach, but it's not a good one. It's a it's a you know oh shit. Yep. It's it's like falling off of a cliff, surviving, and then coming back to it just to look over again. Yeah, yeah. you know you're, you know how bad it hurt. You're not gonna jump over, but you're just. But you, but you, yeah, but you still have to cross the bridge that uh, for the ravine. You can't. You still have to make the walk. (laughs) Still gotta go. (laughs) Yeah, you know where the destination is, and you're just you're taking a walk there to see. Yep. And that's essentially what I'm what I'm gonna be doing today. Um, I can't speak for Toro, but perhaps there'll be an episode for Toro. Yeah, probably. Um, But today's gonna be mine. So I'll I'll put a little bit of a a little bit of a. perspective on my personality my upbringing a little bit i'm not going to get too crazy into it just kind of hit the high points so i come from a a family that has very draconian type of beliefs and understandings as a child whenever i began to cry my father always told me only girls cry you do not cry you're a man stand up and knock it off he would sometimes beat me 
if I continue to cry, saying, I will give you something to cry about then. And, yeah, that's, you know, that's it was rough. It was real rough. I was the old, I'm the oldest of quite a few. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Um, my parents were prolific in creating children. Maybe not as much as a lot of people, but I would say above average. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was the oldest. My parents were not English speaking. So I took on a lot of responsibilities on my own, as well mm-hmm. as learning a new language. I was never put into ESL, which was astounding to me in hindsight, because I didn't, I had learned everything on my own. I learned English on my own just by going through school. Yeah. You're, yeah. yeah, yeah. It seems like yeah. Uh, when, when I was a, when I was real little, it, I don't remember um, them taking people that didn't speak English into another class i remember them having to struggle through it yeah and i mean we're a couple of years different yeah i remember i when i grew when i when i was going through school elementary school specifically there was english as a second language classes Mm -hmm. for those who could not speak english they were like supplementary classes for learning the language yeah no i Um, I remember in like uh uh, junior high uh seeing those classes but yeah that was it's kind of too late oh yeah I didn't. So here's 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 one that I always bring up to people. I didn't know what an ox was until I was in the sixth grade researching the Oregon Trail. Yeah. No. Uh. I I also didn't know that there was such thing as an ox that wasn't just a cow. I thought ox (laughs) was a different word for cow until playing the Oregon Trail and going that cow looks real funny, (laughs) and finding out later that it is not a cow. Well, I didn't have any frame of reference as to what it was, period. I didn't yeah. know that it was a cow. Or I just, it was one of those words. Oh, I, like, I just yeah. avoided it. There's yep. a lot of words I tried to avoid when I was younger. And it, it, it mm-hmm. that, that feeling subsided when I became more confident in my English. But for the most part, it was, it was very broken. Um, needless to say, because of that, I didn't have a lot of friends early on. I was very mm-hmm. alone. It wasn't until I got into middle school where I got more proficient in my English that I actually re- was able to make more friends. And I actually made friends very easily uh so it sounds like you had kind of the opposite um as most people in the area we live i remember uh in june or not junior but in elementary school a lot having a lot of uh uh, hispanic friends Mm -hmm. and then in middle school that's when you could really tell there was a racial divide where Hmm. White people hung out with white people and Hispanic people hung out with Hispanic people. And there was, it's, it was weird. It was some sort of unwritten rule at that time. At sixth grade, white people started only hanging out with white people and it's fucking creepy as shit. So I didn't have any Hispanic friends for like another couple of years after that. Hmm. See, my school was more along the lines of class. Yeah. So the, yeah, the that, rich kids hung out with the rich kids. Uh, regardless of whether you were Hispanic or Caucasian or whatever, if you didn't make, didn't have the stuff, essentially, mm-hmm. you didn't have yeah, yeah. So that was uh, you yeah, were, that too. Regardless, you were part of this other group. Mm-hmm. So you had your preppy kids essentially, and then you had everyone else. <laughs> yep. They had you had your you had your Hispanic outcast that looked like gangbangers, which mm-hmm. in hindsight none of us ended up becoming gangbangers. We just we just looked the part, I guess. Yeah. Um, Although I hung out with damn near everyone. And that's the thing is I, I made, so I made friends very easily. I was able to garner, I guess, a good, I don't even know how to say it, a good 
I, I gained a confidence that I didn't have before. So okay. Okay. that went crashing down pretty quickly around eighth grade. Eighth grade, I, I went to football. I did football because everyone's like, you're six one and yeah, you're, you're a big kid. You should probably play football. So I was like, sure, let's let's just try it out. I, I did it. Um, so this is where my insecurities began to, to really take hold. Mm-hmm. Um, I got out of the locker room and sometimes girls would be outside the locker room waiting for certain guys. Mostly it's the preppy girls. And I didn't I didn't know that. And I came out of the locker room one day without my shirt on. It's the middle of summer. I was freaking hot. And then we yeah. were just out, you know, in pads yeah. and helmets bumping into mm-hmm. each other. Um, so getting out of the getting out of the locker room after taking a shower and everything else, I'm, I was still sweating. So I was like, dude, I, I just let the shirt off. I was like, fuck it, whatever. I walk outside and these girls were out there. I'm like, oh shit. And I just try to keep walking because I was like, uh, this mm-hmm. is you know, I don't I don't think anyone's ever seen me without my shirt off. It's awkward, 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 run, 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 run. Yeah, that. But as I was going, um, as I tried to turn away, I got a glimpse of their face, which was like a, a look of grimace, followed by the comment of "ew" as I walked away. That That's, that stuck. Yeah. That stayed with me for. That's still it's still with me. Mm-hmm. I still have that 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 insecurity. I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm a disgusting piece of shit. So I think uh, a lot of people have had that or a very similar. Um, experience was that yes so i mean i i continued on with that for a while with uh you know school and everything else i made a lot of friends like i said before but it's still i was still parents were never home they were working 12 16 hour days they were busting their butts six to seven days a week trying to put food on the table Mm -hmm. in hindsight i was on i was an ungrateful kid i did rebel very 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 hard um I ended up partying a lot, whatever, but I, it was mostly, I felt lonely. I didn't yeah. have parents, technically yeah. speaking. And I didn't, I didn't have, I had friends, but I didn't have anyone to like help me carry, carry this, this, this. Yeah. No one to actually. I, I was missing a lot of things. I was missing a mentor. I was mm-hmm. missing, you know, role models. I was missing a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Someone to, yeah, someone I, to I, talk to about shit that's uncomfortable to talk about. And honestly, I followed the same rhetoric my dad instilled me, which is you don't cry. Yeah. Man up, don't be a bitch, you know. And so that's shut your mouth and throw the punch. Yeah. yeah, I did that to my my friends all the time too. Which in hindsight, not a good thing. I was like, yeah. wow, I was I was kind of an asshole. I mean, yeah. I still have some asshole tendencies, and I watch myself. And I warn I warn people I'm like, hey, I'm a bit of an asshole. I apologize. They're like, oh no, you're really nice. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, I've had problems before where I've been an asshole, and please keep me in check. If I'm, I, I don't want to be that person anymore. That person, I I, mm-hmm. I created that person mm-hmm. because I thought it was what. And here's the thing. You might know this too, or might have gone experienced this, but the asshole always won in high school. Mm, yeah, yeah, basically. Even if everyone knew the asshole shouldn't have won, and even if yes. everyone knew that the asshole is an asshole, they still went, but he won. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And that's why I, I've had this discussion with people before. They're like, no, you don't have to be. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. That's what you see. Even if it's not true, it's what you see. And therefore, yeah. you say that person, it's like, being at a lake and not catching any fish but this guy over here is catching fish because he's using probably an illegal means of catching fish but he's still catching fish yeah. Yeah. you're like well that's the wrong way to do it but it doesn't and matter is there a wrong, right results. wrong way yeah. I mean, yes and so you people develop that asshole and i developed that asshole i developed mm-hmm. it wasn't in my nature because i was a caring older brother and i took that with me in my relationships with friends for the most part but 
at a certain point, you're like, am I doing this wrong? You always, you always heard that good guys finish last. Yeah. At the same time, like that's, that kind was, of a, it, it's, that's something that you hear so much that it becomes true because you make it true. Yes, absolutely. Self-fulfilling prophecy. But the thing is, yeah. is you as a, an impressionable youth where you don't have the same, I, I wouldn't even say they're not even really safe spaces, just mm-hmm. people you can talk to openly yeah. about it because it's now openly acceptable. Yeah. Whereas before, like I said, draconian parenthood or, or parent, parent rigoring and, and mm-hmm. then couple that with the time because at the time you don't have the same support you don't have the same type of counseling. You don't because the counselors at school were, I mean, they were pretty transparent at my school, as they are mostly in a lot of other schools. But now now they're becoming more active. Heck, I've got like 10 or 15 calls in the last month and a half from my brother's counselor. I'm his guardian. Oh, okay. Um, and and I get calls from the counselor once in a while, just checking in with me to make checking in with him and everything else. Like he calls my brother and says, Hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. blah. That. I, I never got that in school. I don't know if you did either. It's a, uh, it's a difference. Yeah, no, not really. Yeah, it's astounding. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this is this has come a long way because this the counselor used to. I barely knew my counselor. Yeah. So I saw her every once in a while, I guess. But I always mm-hmm. took her as a more of an administrative type than it was yeah. uh, anything else. So, anyways, uh, yeah. So I continue to be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, I eventually met my SO. And well, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it any, anymore. I used to be. And honestly, guys, you shouldn't be. But I lost my virginity at age 21 with my SO. Yes. And so far, she is the only person that I've actually done anything mm-hmm. like, well, penetration. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that one. <laughs> For all those who are just listening, he gave me the uh, index finger to a uh, hole created by other hands. <laughs> Yes. It's the uh, international sign of getting busy. Yeah, buddy. Um, originally, it was just it, so I had been alone for until I was twenty-one. I didn't. I dated one person in high in middle school, and that went downhill pretty quick because yeah. it's middle I, school. It's middle school, <laughs> and I even I and that's actually how it ended. I had I she told me she loved me literally two weeks into us dating, dating quotations. Um, and I told her, yeah, no, it's, you know, my day's fine. Blah, blah, blah. This is, this is notes. We were doing notes back, you know, the old days with paper, um, with paper mm-hmm. yes. And lockers even <laughs> we would mm-hmm. slip them in locker vents and Damn. I know. Right. So I wrote back saying something along the lines of, I know exactly the line, but everything else was just, you know, like, Oh yeah, my day's fine. Blah, blah, blah. What I ended with was, hey, you know, it's not that I don't like you. It's just that uh, there is no such thing as love in a teenager's life or teenage, a teenager. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I said, but then but I said, but, you know, we can work our way there. Yeah. Now, that sounds and, a whole lot like, bitch, get off my dick. <laughs> well, two weeks in, <laughs> and that's what she, she, uh, she drops the, the L-bomb on me, which I'm like, you know, like, uh, we haven't done anything. We've held hands mm-hmm. and we and we've talked, but I really didn't even really, I can't even say I really knew her. Well, okay, so here's the thing. When you're that young, you don't know that it's not love. That's true. Hey, you're absolutely right. I'm gonna tell you right now, it wasn't love. <laughs> well, what it was was raging hormones. No, what it was is it was a dare, actually. Oh. 
That's I was soft. dared to ask her out because I was like, "You're like, hey, you, you like her?" I'm like, "Yeah, she's pretty cute. Go ask her yeah. out." I'm like, no, I'm not gonna ask her out. And then they made a wager with me. Obviously, the things were the the odds were stacked against me, yeah. but I thought I could still win. I lost, so I had to go ask her out. And sure enough, she said, "I even gave her out." I'm like, "You can say no." Yeah. <laughs> and she said yes. And like I said, two weeks later, I she said she dropped the L word on me, and I was like. I don't even know you yeah. like that well. Like, I mean, yes, I, I find you interesting. I find you physically appealing and everything else, but we're not there yet. Like we let's establish a friendship first. Yeah. That is a very, uh, that is a very, um, anyways, her friend, ended up, I don't mean to, yes, she, her friend ended up pinning me against the locker and punching me in the face. Nice. Nice. She, and she was, she ended up being one of my best friends, cousin, and she's uh-huh. this little short Mexican girl with all the rings in her hands. She was a chola. Nice. Yeah, so again, pinned me up against the freaking locker, punched me in the face, and then told me that if I ever go near her again, her as in the person that was, I guess, yeah. was da- was dating, I didn't think I broke up with her. Apparently, she thought I broke up with her, and they thought I broke up with her. And I just, <laughs> after the getting punched in the face and told her, I'm like, Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so i was like well okay i, I mean i'm not gonna yeah mm-hmm. okay that was and then so literally a week later she carved some other guy's name into her arm from elbow to wrist but on the inside yep white meat area the white meat area yes not the the sensitive oh. area not the outside area oh, outside has a little less nerves inside has all the nerves i uh i experimented with some uh creative cutting when i was a child and uh no, no, that's that's not where you do that. No, 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 painful. No, <laughs> dumbasses. So, so needless to say, twenty one was a very important year for me. Yeah, I had my yeah, first. I, I had my first fight, nice. like amateur, like sports. Oh, not like street brawl. <laughs> but like the first one where you were allowed to hit people. It was sanctioned. Yes, yes it was sanctioned. Um, my I bought my first car. I bought mm-hmm. a, a really nice sports car. Uh, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking when I did that because I was a poor little kid and I was like, you know what? Sounds really good right now. A sports car. Yeah. Uh, I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The payments on my car was like 250 and my insurance was 250. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all in all, that car cost me $500. A month. <sighs> That's how much I was making at that age. <laughs> so... Uh, and I wasn't making much more than that myself. So that, yeah. that really hurt. Um, stupid. But yeah, so then got with SO. And it was under the... So the way it happened was I was turning 21. And I had mentioned to her that, no, I'm a virgin. And um, so we continued talking. We were we were cordial. We were... Mm-hmm. I would say we were friends. Uh, I had attempted to like, quote unquote, date. Mm-hmm. I took her out to, to lunch during one of our... During our lunch break. Uh, and I faked a, a uh, knowledge of Magic the Gathering. I just, <laughs> I just, I just, I just, I just tried to, I literally tried to work off the knowledge and understanding that I had a Yu-Gi-Oh and just kind of like it's another card game. I'll just, I'll just bullshit my way through it. That's the most baller thing I've ever fucking heard, man. So I. I try to play off like, yeah, no, I know magic. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> and so, Damn, I've, okay, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to stop you there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got, I can't, I can't just blow by this. 
I know, I'm you, sorry. You, you, faked, you faked knowing magic for pussy, man. <laughs> How do. is this a fucking thing that exists? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, my God. Oh my god! My my, my SO is is yeah yeah no no I get I get that, but I don't I think you're the only person that's ever done that. (laughs) (laughs) You might be right, and honestly, I think we talked about that specifically like like a couple months ago. And I was I told her I'm like no you didn't wait you thought I knew about magic. She's like yeah I'm like no I don't know I didn't know a thing about magic back then. She's like really. I'm like, yeah, I just pretended like I did because I thought that was something you're very interested in. And she's like, well, I was interested in it. You could have just said you didn't know. I'm like, I, I wasn't going to take that risk. <laughs> you guys could have had one of those uh, Patrick Swayze moments where she teaches you magic and, 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 that's and basically she, she's what a she ghost. Saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not the ghost part, but. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, doggos are losing their shit. I don't know if you heard that or not. A little bit. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, no, I, we did that. And then so she just said, hey, I, I was trying to set her up with, this is where it gets really weird. At work, I really wasn't that interested in her, like, mm-hmm. sexually. And it's fucked up because, again, it's, it's, the, it's the society we were kind of, I was raised in, that you yeah. probably were raised in as well. Which is, well, more, more so with me because my parents were religious. My parents were Jehovah's Witness. Ooh. Or they were, they were aspiring what Jehovah's Witness. They never really baptized or they just went to meetings and talked to people. They thought themselves a part they of weren't. the congregation. They were attending the club. They were just not a part of the club. Yes, officially. Yeah, which means they don't they actually get to be part of the what is it, ten thousand people that are ruling that's heaven not, or? That's not how that works. Oh, I think there's someone in, in uh, those, one of the those, towns. Those are already predetermined. So what you're trying to do is basically, so those people, those 144,000, are to rule over those. Yeah. That yeah end up resurrecting yeah there's someone jehovah's witness yeah there's someone locally that is one of those people it's they oh weird yeah weird they're not supposed to be selected by people by god but you know i think they were (laughs) yeah anyway i don't know so they were they were religious so i had instilled in me at the very least and i I was i was atheist Mm -hmm. but i was i had a lot of these fundamentals basically drilled into yeah yeah just like most people Yes. I mean, most atheists, not, yeah, most American atheists are still so a lot of the at their base is some sort of Christian. Yeah. yeah. And so the values still were instilled mm-hmm. in me. Yeah. And so I'm not going to lie, my S, uh, well, my future S um, in the story, uh, she was what I considered to be promiscuous. Oh. And at the time, because of my brainwash, those draconian mm-hmm. uh, societal, I guess, judgment. Yeah. I thought of her as an unclean person. Why? Oof. Why would I? Why would I? Like I'm a I'm a clean person. I want to find my one and only, and that person isn't someone who's already done the nasty. I yeah. was I was prejudiced in that way. Yep. But so even though I wasn't at that point in time interested in that way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. I she was trying to get with uh, one of my other coworkers, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was the third. I was the I was the middle. I was the I was the third party. Yeah. I was I was I was attempting to help her. I even said it. I I will I can guarantee I will get him to say yes. And it wasn't a relationship. It was just a, it was a uh, one and done kind of deal. Yeah. And he he kept, always said no. Always said no. And I I told him I would break him at some point. And yeah. it was it was the it was it's the weirdest way to ever 
yeah, it's it That's was weird. Yeah. In that hindsight, really it is fucking weird. But uh, she thought it was amusing, and he thought it was funnier than shit. Um, he also knew some things I didn't know that I know now, and I'm just like, oh well, huh. <laughs> um. So, anyways, I I didn't I, at any point really. No, I never really made any moves. Mm-hmm. That one time I took her to lunch was because, again, I succumbed to peer pressure. And yeah. my friends that were working with me told me, you need to take her to lunch. And I was like, why? Like, I don't, I don't really want to. Blah, blah, blah. And then they, you know, they made me, so I did it. And mm-hmm. That's where I, I faked. She, I, I, you know, deep down inside, I did like her, but it was one of those like... Yeah. You might, I don't know, I, I can't speak for you, but for me, I I will fall for people and then I have to tell myself, no, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, just stop. Like, you're, this yeah. is going to be, this is yeah. going to end in, and, and then this, it's literally just the thought of that one day, yeah. that, that, that disgusted look in the ew. Yeah. And I'm just like, do you want that to happen? Is that what you want? And I'm just like, this person's out of your league, dude. Just stop. Yeah. You're, you you're, uh, you're, uh... you're going to hurt yourself. You're describing most of my 20s so yeah no well, i get this, it yeah <laughs> yeah i know yeah. and so that's and so a lot of that is what kept me from doing anything. that's why my friends pushed mm-hmm. me so hard that's why they and and i i want to and i i do i did have i did have i did want to you know but yeah you weren't allowed to admit it to yourself correct for more than one reason mm-hmm. whether it be my insecurities or my 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 upbringing telling me otherwise Hell, there was even a point in time where I let those go and I tried to do something with someone at some point, but then it ended up becoming, and that was way before, this was my teens. Uh, mm-hmm. I was a partier, so I partied a lot. And it, it it played out that way. It played out in the, no, I'm good, thank you. And then I was just like, oh, oh yeah. God, that hurt. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I really didn't feel like it was ever going to change. So I was... I was at that honestly at that point in time I had literally written off just ever having a partner. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a so that's one thing I noticed. It is the same mentality you're talking about. This is what in what created the uh, whole incel movement. It is yes, that absolutely. It is the the kids that were told you, and also with with parents that were uh, trying to over masculize uh, the. Giving the giving them the uh, toxic masculinity speeches and shit like that, like you're talking about. Yes. And then going, but I'm a piece of shit, and these people are people, so I'm just gonna die in a hole somewhere and be fine with it. Well, because the alternative is to be an asshole. Because yeah. the asshole works. But you don't want to be an asshole. And you don't want to be an yeah. asshole. You're like, I don't want to be the asshole. I'll just die in a hole. And that, and don't get this wrong, people. This is not us justifying insults. No, that's but this is how they are what, created. Yes, <laughs> these are the this fire. Is what, this is the inferno that is that. No, no, no. This is not the, the inferno. Shit. This, yeah. this is the this is the bacteria and and the material that later, Good when point. left yeah, alone, yeah. Mm-hmm. rots yeah. and becomes this disgusting thing. Yeah. When left to fester, if you if if yes. if uh, people that yeah when 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 your insecurities take you take you over, that's when you become that kind of person. Yeah, and that's. And I, at that point, I just, I'd, I'd honestly just surrender to just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to focus yeah. on me and I'm just going to do my best. And if someone comes along in that time, yeah, great. I was doing, I was going to college. I was working. 
and I was training in mixed martial arts, which was a thing, the big thing. It was a budding sport in that time. This was 2011. Um, so it was just taking off. Uh, so on my 21st, like the, like the week, no, the week, yeah, I think the week of my 21st birthday, I had already made plans about getting just completely sloshed because I was a partier. So my friends are all party people too. So we were gonna we were planning out this just completely just yeah. bonkers. Yeah. Yes. And so I was telling her about that and and she was I was like, Did you wanna did you wanna join us? Like you are of age, you can join us. Um it's gonna be a lot of drinking. You might end up being by yourself most of it because we're gonna be drinking, we're gonna I'm gonna be hanging out with my friends, you are a friend too, and whatever. And apparently her friend got a hold of her phone mm-hmm. while she went to the bathroom and I had made mention of me being a virgin. And so she, her friend responded to me saying, so I got a birthday present for you. And I was like, Oh, okay. What's that? And she responded, her friend responded with, uh, I'll take your V card. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> My friends were with me at the time. Uh, and so they, they, I was like, I just like, what? And I was already a little bit inebriated because I, you know, again, yeah. I was a, I was a turd of a kid. I, mm-hmm. I did a lot of partying. I did a lot of drinking, did a lot of smoking when I was younger. I was a rebel or try, at least I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Like we all this were. This goes out to all the, all the kids. This goes out to all the kids that are listening. If you are listening, which I hope you're not, because we do a lot of cussing and a lot of mature content. But if you are, know that it doesn't pay off. Take 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 Sal's word for it. It does not pay off. No, I'm gonna no no I'm gonna temper that with. Uh, sometimes you just gotta be a shithead when you're young because yeah. when you're if you're yeah. a shithead when you're old, that's pathetic and it's illegal. Yeah, it's only <laughs> it's only acceptable to be a shithead when you're young. That's it. Yes. Get to a certain yep. age and you're still a shithead. You're just a shithead. There's no redeeming qualities. Get it out when you're Absolutely young, not. and then become a human being absolutely so i'm i'm going off into the weeds but Sorry. essentially what ended up happening we we ended up no i just i'm taking up a lot of time out and i gotta be careful um so cutting to more i'm, I'm going through the i'm going through the happy days mm-hmm. those are the happy those are the weird happy days reminiscent and, and but some backstory mm-hmm. of, of where i'm coming from so cut to seven years after that well okay sorry i cut, I cut the most important part so yeah. when we first oh. got together and she took my weed card i, I took her home the next morning, I dropped her off. I started to drive home. All of those insecurities, all of those feelings of that were instilled in me because mm-hmm. of my parents' religious views, because of the things that were put into my mind as a youth about, you know, promiscuous women and you know having sex out of wedlock. All that, all these things started crumbling into my head because this wasn't to me. It didn't mean anything, which was everything yeah. that I wanted it to be. I wanted it to mean something. I wanted it to be with someone special, and I yeah, literally you, just you, took you, the easy it, way yeah. to do it. You put it up on the pedestal so fucking high that you're like, it's unattainable. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's one of those that you you get so you get so tied down by these rules and societal mm-hmm. norms that you lose sight of just living. And so you just, you do whatever they tell you to do and you just accept it for truth. And so I broke down. I had a pullover and I broke down and all I could feel was despair because I felt this person doesn't care about me. Why the fuck did I do this? This meant nothing. Why did I do this? This was this, this is, this is, 
This is nothing. And what if I what if I disappointed her and she won't tell me? What if she tells all of her friends? What if all you know? These are all the things that come and you know an insecure yeah. bastard yeah. is going to have that happen. And an insecure person it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. Yep. These are the things that come through your mind. Oh yeah. And and it's it's it was it was, I mean, it was ever and I I broke down. That was the first. That was one of the first times I broke down since I lost a friend earlier in my teenage years. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those, like, I, cause I was told never to cry. So I, yeah. I don't cry. I always just, I always, and I always, mm-hmm. I had, I had always loved the fact that I had this strong dam built within me to hold these emotions in. That's what I was proud of. That's the weird thing. That was what I was proud of, of myself is that I was, I was an iron fortress and you're not getting any emotion out of me. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. And for me to have the walls come down for a moment and, and understand that this that this was what it was and it, it is what it is. So from there, I talked to my now SO, um, and she she dropped the L word almost immediately after I told her like, hey, let's you know save off on the L word. Let's we can try to do something with this, but like I we'll see how it goes. She immediately drops the L word on me, <laughs> like right there. Yeah. <laughs> and and i couldn't help i was so vulnerable because the walls had come down for a moment yeah. that i that i let myself do that. i mean and it was one of those mm-hmm. things but I, at that point i thought it was a mistake that i that's how bad and insecure i was about the whole situation how could anyone love me how could anyone yep, find yeah. me attractive yep yep that's uh and it, it early almost seemed like a facade i felt like yeah I, I, yeah and that's that's what it, it felt like it was just a matter of the, the yeah and and that's the that's that's the thing. Most the people don't talk about it because it's it's shameful for me for a guy to say that this is what I felt. Mm-hmm. And back then you wouldn't know. You, you yeah. good luck. Good luck yeah, trying you, to get me to yeah. say any of these things. Yeah. Well, the fact that you felt that's the that's the sin. That's the real sin. You you oh, felt absolutely. something. <laughs> yeah. No. I yeah, yeah. Man up. Be strong. Yeah. <laughs> Boys don't have feelings. They have dicks. Uh, yes. Oh God. Uh. So. We had a great, I should say it's five. It wasn't, it wasn't six or seven. It was five years, five mm-hmm. years. We've had a great relationship. We were living our best. Mm-hmm. It was, it was honestly like short of, I mean, my work was very demanding. So I was not home always, but whenever we were together, we were always, you know, we were, yeah. we were great together. I can, I, I can say that because it, it's what I felt. It's what she felt. We were at our best. I felt the most secure I'd ever felt. Mm-hmm. Things were on the upswing. Five years in, uh, that summer, it started in, it started in, I guess, July. Pokemon Go just came out. Okay. It's uh, July 2016. Yep. We played together. She, we had a lot of fun with that. Then it was, then there was another game she was very interested in. She got interested in, in, a, in, a, in another game. And this one had like, chat in it so she i i got into it too because she got into it. i'm like well it's like, yeah. it seems like a really cool mm-hmm. game like maybe i should if you play you play it a lot let me play it so i started playing it and um things went into a weird into a weird okay so let me let me purpose this with so we have a poly we had well no we currently still do have a polyamorous relationship okay this polyamorous relationship however is girls only that's what we decided because i don't feel comfortable the other way I yeah. told her that at the beginning. I said, there's, there's just, I don't feel, I, I'm an insecure asshole. And you're yeah. saying, 
you know, yeah. I'm like, and I, I told him at the beginning, I'm like, I can't, I can't, I just can't. That's something that I'm incapable of emotionally mm-hmm. to do. And if, and I warned her there, I'm like, I can't do it. And if that's something you need to have, I, I can't provide that for you. And we should stop now because we're just going to end up hurting each other. Yeah, I get that. And she said, she, she said, no, like I can do without. That's fine. As long as I can get a girl. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's fine with me. It's mm-hmm. really weird to say because people would say, well, what's the difference between a guy and a girl? Well, there's the very obvious thing that is, <laughs> it yeah. becomes a dick measuring contest in a literal term. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. Uh, so I've actually thought about that myself. It's like, uh, what is the difference in that kind of relationship? And that's, it's ego. It's a lot of ego. ego. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's easier for you to compare yourself to another guy than it is for you to compare yourself to a girl. Yeah. And then also, there's also the, the fetishizing. Um, I mean, every 16 year old boy has fetishized two women. Yes, absolutely. So and that, there's also uh, yes, absolutely. And what was demon? <laughs> what was demonized back then too? Homosexuality. Two guys. Yeah, that yeah, that was the uh, when I was growing up. That was the great sin is being gay. Yes. So yeah, I was. And what, and I was always scared. I was always scared that I might end up gay someday. Oh my yeah. god, I was so fucking frightened that I might be gay someday. My mom actually <laughs> told me one day after I've just gotten together with my significant other, uh, she's like, Hey, mijo, if you're, if you're into guys, that's okay. Don't tell your dad. Mm-hmm. I was, <laughs> yeah. that was literally the conversation. I'm like, mom, I'm not gay. Uh, so I have a girlfriend actually. Mm-hmm. So, and then I, and then she just like, was like, Oh, she was, oh, thank God. By the yeah. And then yeah. she was talking about kids. I'm like, okay, mom, slow oh, down. God, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I had a simple, similar uh, uh, thing with my sisters. Like when I first met my SM, um, they were like, oh, we, we, we're pretty sure you were gay. I was like, yes. You know that? <laughs> That's what I said. I mean, I don't know. It'd be fine if I was gay. It just would be a lot harder, I guess like society wise and everything else family yeah it definitely gets shunned upon and that's honestly one of the things that we also had going for us too was that we were uh i guess i mean technically speaking we're not visually the same race yeah um she's a a much fairer skin tone than i am yep so i imagine um but she is is, yeah no she she is a yeah so in in my mind um it's probably easier for you than her in that sense yes no actually no? my parents gave me a lot of shit at first really so my i mean this, this is, is probably this because is another, this is another discussion we, we this is another discussion that i had with um with actually my girlfriend's mom which is mm-hmm. that for some reason minorities and people of color they're if if they are if they are clo- the closer they are to the point of uh how would you how would you say it? The mm. point of being in this country, the closer you get to the to where the generation starts in the United States. Oh, the uh, melting pot. Yeah, first generation, second generation, third generation, that kind of thing. Right. The closer you are to the original people yeah. arriving here, mm-hmm. the more likely it is that you will have pressure to stay within your race when you uh. find a partner. And that's literally what my parents were like. Go find mm. yourself a good, you know nice little mexican girl and i'm like no hmm. 
<laughs> I was never interested in Hispanic women for some reason. Not that I don't find them attractive. I do. It's just, I yeah, guess I, it's I more of the, the personality tropes mm-hmm. they have. Is a, lot of them, a lot of them are very, well, they're, I don't have a problem with it. It's just, you know what? I don't know. I don't even want to say it because it's not even really true. I was going to say they're a little more masculine, but they're not really masculine. They're just more confident. Yeah. They're strong women. Latino women are very strong yeah. women. Well, they know what they yeah. want. I mean, shit, I was punched in the face by one, so. Right? You were punched in the face because you hurt her friend's feelings. She was 5'1". Yeah. I was 6'1". I had a whole yeah. foot. She was going to wreck your shit. If you would have fucking backed straight. up, she Woo. was going to wreck your shit. Absolutely. She wasn't afraid. She was. No. That, that was no. that was what threw me off the most is that she, mm-hmm. she just, she went for the fences and did not retreat, did yeah. not move one inch back. It mm-hmm. was just all go i was ooh. but so it again it, and honestly if i had to not even just had to if i if at this point i don't i don't know there's just a lot of things that god i feel like i sound like an asshole yeah. and i don't want to yeah it was just sound like an asshole do it do it do it no 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 there you it's go. just it was one of those things it was it's it i hate saying that too it's because it's not one of those things it's just yeah. There was a perspective that I yeah. held that was not that is not right, yeah. and it was misinformed. And well, that's that's literally that's the thing is, uh, everyone has those like hangups where they know their their hangup is based in bullshit. Yeah, and it's so hard to get through. I think what it was, it was the confidence of Latino women made yeah. it so that I felt that even if I tried to be strong, yeah, a you truly were, strong person yeah. would see through my facade. You weren't man enough for that kind of woman. Exactly. That kind of shit. And I was afraid of that. I was afraid of being, mm-hmm. of not meeting the expectation. Yeah. It's like every girl wanting a cowboy, like the rugged, hard, yeah. rustic man. And you're here with, with your, your hoodie hood. and your... And your... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And that's exactly what I was... Like. It's, that's what it felt like, me going after a woman that... Yeah. Oh, oh lost you. And we just had a cutout, ladies and gentlemen. So and they, um, so we are we we kind of lost track of where we were at. Uh, do you remember? Uh, you were talking about how you weren't man enough to uh, date a Latina chick. Yeah, date Latinas. <laughs> well, it was yeah. So it was insecurities. <laughs> then being yeah. able to sniff, you know, basically sniff out my bullshit, yep. which is me trying to be a, a the bad the, the badass slash asshole yeah. that I was pretending to be. Yeah. Which is what I thought I needed to be in order to get a girl. Yep. Which yeah. So my significant other made me feel like I could open up about anything. She was very open. She's very it was it was comforting. Mm-hmm. It was it was like a weight had been taken off of me. Like I don't have to be this asshole, this other thing to be liked i can be yeah. myself you can be a person with this person yes absolutely it was never i've never had that in my life i always had to pretend to be something i wasn't mm-hmm. or at least i felt like i needed to and so we we yeah so we determined that no no guys because i still just i and i i just didn't feel yeah right yeah um so we agreed to that that those terms and obviously always be open and if you feel like you need to hide something from your partner you probably shouldn't be doing it to begin with so either you tell the partner or you stop doing it yeah. it's a very basic basic fundamental understanding of a relationship yeah yeah 
but there has to that's, be trust. That's still that's still kind of hard. Even like you can you can lie to yourself to a certain point. It's like ah, oh, but it's it's harmless. It's fine. And then eventually you go, yeah, but it's been a couple years, and I haven't told my SO that I'm still smoking, so I might get mad. But yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's you know so i mean yeah no it was so i felt confident mm-hmm. at that point everything was an upswing that summer we had already established these rule established these rules a new person came to work at my workplace she had an open relationship as well she was polyamorous she mm-hmm. also had girls only mm-hmm. with her husband um so i you know everything was going well i had a promotion i was I was in a, in a in a position of authority, and I was treating my employees correctly. I mean, every Saturday I bought them coffee, uh, whatever they wanted. Just tell me what you want. I don't care if it's six bucks. I don't care if it was ten bucks. I'll, I got you. Yeah. Every Saturday. Yes, it cost me like fifty bucks every Saturday, but it it was what garnered their respect for me. Like, oh, this guy's going willing to spend his own money mm-hmm. for my appeasement. Yeah, and he doesn't get anything really out of it he just he just is and he he never talks bad to us he always is our friend and so i i prided myself on keeping a good working relationship with everyone so i did everything was great everything's fantastic i i made a very stupid move with that newfound confidence at the time it didn't seem like a bad thing i asked that coworker. i said You've been with your your partner for close to eight and nine years. Have you ever asked to have a guy? She said, "Yes, I had." I'm like, "Oh, what's what? Did you guys talk about it?" She said, "Yes," and that at that point he had had a couple of girls already. They shared a couple of girls, and this girl, this coworker, was is not an unattractive person. She's a very beautiful person. That's why I was mm-hmm. inside and out. She's. I was like, wow, okay, um, shit. Um, so I, I asked that, and she said, yes. They, he actually agreed to it and said yes, but then pulled back from it yeah. when it came down to it. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. And I was like, so does that, like, do you still feel like, she's like, yeah, I kind of wish it still happened, but it didn't happen. So it's, you know, it's one of those things. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fair. So I thought about it. I'm like, you know, is that is it, is it really that different? Is it really that different? Do I is this just stemming from my insecurities that I had when I was younger? And now that I don't have a reason to be insecure, no reason why I shouldn't trust her. All the there's like there's nothing, nothing that could point to negative negativity. So I I told her I said, you know what? I did a lot of thinking because I sat on it for a couple of months. I did a lot of thinking. Like you know what? Mm-hmm. I think I think I am on steady ground enough that I think I'm okay with you having another guy. That was probably the worst mistake I ever made. Because I you was, weren't? That dam that I was priding myself on yeah. was fully intact. Mm-hmm. What I didn't expect was the tsunami that came shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. I don't care how strong that dam was. I don't care how much people can pride themselves on having a stable emotional um, personality and everything else, when it's, when something with as much weight as what hit me 
hit me or hit anyone, it's going to do some irreparable, irreparable damage and, and you're not going to be the same. Yeah. Let alone making an, a, a decision as that has as much gravity for a person as myself as that one. So I had said yes to that. A week later, it came to light that my parents were discussing divorce. Wow. I jumped in and said, no, let me try to help you guys out. That was a mistake. Yeah. You should never jump into your parents' affairs, especially when it's personal like that, because you tend, you will find out the people that you may have held in high regard mm -hmm. as your parents, they become like any other person after something like that. Yep. They're just normal and people they, and normal people are shitty. Yes, they are. And I found out some things about my father that I didn't, I didn't appreciate. I, I resented him for them. And I still kind of do now. Mm -hmm. My mom, it was, it, she not only let in, let me in on a lot of things that happened between the relationship, but also things that she went underwent herself. She apparently without me even knowing she had undergone severe depression. She had attempted suicide. I didn't know when I was a child. Mm -hmm. um, she had been raped before she came up here to Washington. When my father hired the coyotes to bring her up, they, she stayed in California for a week because my father, they'd asked him for a higher ransom or a higher price after she came yeah. over. And it took him that extra week to gather a thousand extra dollars back in 1980, 80, what was it? 86, yeah, That's a lot of fucking money back then. Especially for an immigrant who didn't have papers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because they were getting, they were getting the worst. They didn't get overtime. They didn't have days off. They had a work expectation unlike any other person. Mm -hmm. So because the reason was because uh, up here back then and somewhat now they weren't considered people. Yes. Uh, so my mom in that week was apparently forced to work as a waitress where the owner of the restaurant after closing would have his way with her mm -hmm. again, Jeez. more and more waves that just kept crashing against that dam. Mm -hmm. my, little, my little sister, my youngest sister had been going through bullying during this time. She had gotten someone at school had lice and they kept giving it to my sister. So my sister oh, had lice uh... for the third time. <laughs> my mom had told me the day that my dam broke, um, that, there was a um, that she had been sent home because she had lice for the third time, and all the kids were making fun of her to the point where she she apparently asked my mom while she was you know holding her and kind of you know trying to quell her insecurities and try to you know be a mom. My little sister apparently asked her. My little sister, she was I think she might have been in third grade, asked my mom if it was okay to not live anymore. That sucks. Yeah. And I apologize to people who are listening. This is going to be heavy. This is mm -hmm. going to be heavy. And but this is this is everything that occurred to me within the span of three months. Mm -hmm. So that happened, and all my mom told me before I found that out was that, hey, you know, your sister has you had lice. Um, you know, she was in the middle of telling me what was going on at school and what had happened with her, and all that all that she'd got out at that point in time was that she had you know she had some lice. And was going through for the third time. I was like, wow, the third time. And then my little sister comes into the house and she's like, you know, she's comes come out, open, open arms, 
and you know yells my name and because she's you know happy to see me so she's like sal sal and you know she's coming to me to give me a you know and i being i get i was ignorant and i was stupid yeah. i didn't know what was going on yeah. i had no idea how bad things had progressed mm -hmm. i put my hands out and like no 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 yeah. you cannot no you lice. cannot hug me when you have lice my mom and that's that. later after hindsight yeah. she did she she told me yeah. you did the she was, you did the one thing that is worse than lice she immediately when, broke down and i didn't yeah. understand why mm -hmm. and then my mom explained what had literally just occurred not yeah. but a few moments before i got there now if you want to stop before implicating yourself in a crime <laughs> because i'm pretty sure if my if uh, someone was doing that to someone, like uh, I got a couple of nieces that are probably around the same age that you were. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what I would have done to those little shitheads. Yeah. No, or their mom was, fucking mom shithead had, parents. <laughs> yes. My mom had apparently gone to the school several times. Yeah. And she was assured that things were going to get better. Uh-huh. I know. I know. But my mom, again, is she's, she's scared of the man. Mm -hmm. So she's not, she will only press it so hard. Keep your head down. She doesn't, yes. Or else things get worse. That's actually the philosophy behind that don't mix the race with the white people because the yeah. white people may not like that you're dating their white people and they may come down on you because of it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's a thing. It sucks, but it is. Yes. So, and what that, you know, that's, yeah. So that occurred. Uh, my parents made me there. I was the in-between. Mm -hmm. and mediator oh, that hurt yes and they ended up splitting anyways yeah. my job that i had been holding for a year and a half i had a certain person return back to this place of work mm -hmm. who has a very negative um rapport with the people at work he is known for making sure people lose their jobs Oof. he's a he's a He's a number cruncher. He will make sure that we don't have, he, he will slim us down. That's actually one of the first things he said we needed to do. We need to lean out. And it was, uh, it was, it was, and he's the, he's the, he's a person in my past when I was a part-timer at this, at this place of work where he made a racist joke, uh, or a comment, I should say. It wasn't a joke. It was a comment. It was a it was a, a perception, a per, mm. their perspective on a specific racial um, stereotype and tried to get me to agree to him. And when I refused to agree with his stereotype. Yeah. You were one of the bad ones? No, I was one of the good ones. But yeah, everyone but, else is bad. I was the exception. Yeah. yeah no, that's that's how a lot of those douchebags do it. And I'm not talking and, about you, though. And when they when they're like, yeah, you know, this is right, right? And when I wouldn't say yes, yeah, I have my wife's my wife's this, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. What what he was saying, I, was, I can say those things, and then it's just like, it, so he's an uncomfortable person to be around. Mm -hmm. What what he's saying is, um, I'm trying to see if you're one of the good ones, and if you don't agree with me, you might be one of the bad ones that I'm talking about. Yeah. Just exactly. Now. Yeah. No, that's what he's doing. So work started to become very, very bad. Mm -hmm. um, work became very uncomfortable. Work was no longer a place where everyone could come to work and leave without a huge emotional weight on them. 
after he came back, everything changed. Everyone's jobs changed. He turned everyone to a specific. So everyone was set as graveyard people. Now mm-hmm. got now got moved to have to change their lifestyle to move over to swing shift instead of graveyard. Mm-hmm. Swing is worse, man. So instead of starting at midnight or one o'clock in the morning till morning, they mm-hmm. would now start at six or four p.m. Yeah, when they usually would be sleeping. Yes. So it was a drastic change. Everyone was hurting for it. And then he wondered why, why, why is everyone upset at me? Well, I wonder why. Yeah. Yep. Anyways. (laughs) And I was, I was, like I said, I was, I was in a position of authority. So I directly dealt with him. I was a person who represented worker rights. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was seen as the enemy by that person. Yep. So it created a very bad contention between the workers, myself, and management. So those were all going on. Oh, and my and my the people who are supposed to help me with that load of responsibility with helping making sure that our workplace is a safe and healthy place to work for and be at. Well, they were involved at the big shooting in Las Vegas. Involved or at the event they were attending the event okay that okay. was fired yeah. upon sorry i just I yeah that's that. that's a completely different <laughs> connotation yeah they literally saw people die in front of them <sighs> one died in one of their arms <sighs> they still deal with ptsd now yeah i'll well, fuck you up man i'll fuck you up for life yeah i was alone i was mm-hmm. alone at work dealing with all these problems. I was at home dealing with all these problems with my parents, my family, mm-hmm. my sister. And the only safe place I had to recover this emotional exhaustion was my own home. Yeah. I had just recently purchased the home. So it was, you know, it was a like I said, everything was in an upswing before this all happened. I bought my own home. Yeah. I, everything was everything was going hunky dory. Mm-hmm. No place to go but down. So in the middle of all this turmoil, my girlfriend, my SO, says, hey, I found this guy. I'm like, okay. And so they were going to do stuff mm-hmm. like two weeks after this all went down. Yeah. And I was going to – I was honest. It, 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 I wasn't prepared. I was, I was not that I, was, I wasn't prepared for it. It was – I had already water going over the top of my yeah. emotional yeah. dam. You you had a cup pre- prepared for the for the shock of what was going to happen. You're like, okay, I'm, I've got to, I've just got to take the bandit off, got to do this. And then when you look down at the cup, it's already full. It's like, oh God, I've got nowhere to store this this anxiety that that you're already going through because right. everything else hits you all at once. And yeah, you forgot about the that you left the faucet on in the other room. Yeah, exactly. And so. It hit me, and then I, I just, I did what I was told to do. You don't show emotion, you man up. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. I ate those emotions on an already full stomach. Yep. And things progressed, and then it came to the literally the the day before. Think my anxiety was through the roof. I was, everything was falling apart. My parents were still in the middle. I was, again, they were texting me, calling me. I would go to visit them. They would tell me these things. They would, my sister was still going through her things. I was trying to help her out. My coworkers were just screaming and yelling about how these things weren't being done and how it's my fault. And I need to make sure I need to get this done. My 
boss was saying how they need the, these things need to be higher. You need to work harder to make these things higher. You need to do this, this, and that. Why are people calling in? Why are they doing this? You need to fix this. You're yeah. So literally what I had to do because the next day was going to be arguably my worst day ever. I had to go, I got, I had to go find somewhere to hide. I did. I drove up to a place that I call my, my spot. It's in my hometown and it's got an amazing view. It's also alone. There's no one ever really there. I broke down for about a good hour and a half, maybe two mm-hmm. until I literally had nothing left where I thought I had nothing left on the way back on my drive back home. I broke down again while I was driving, which was, I couldn't help myself. It was just one of the, it was honestly, that's really dangerous. Don't ever do that. Not that you may have a choice, but uh, if you do, don't. <laughs> um, and I got home and I, I told my SO, I said, okay, I think I've numb. I, I literally, I, I, like I said, I let go of everything. I, I emptied the tank and I said, right now, you should, you should, you, you need to do it because I, I, this is the only time I'm, I think I'll ever be this empty. And I don't think I can feel any more sad. This is as far as it, this is as far as I can go. I, 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 I have to be numb. Uh, otherwise, I, there's no other way. I might have been able to take care of this problem in myself earlier, earlier on, but at this point, I, I just can't. And so she said she would, she would console me and she would help me through this because we were both in this together. And I said, okay. And so she gave me that sense of, you know, security mm-hmm. that she had that she had given me this whole time. And I, I hopefully had for her as well. Our relationship was strong. At least I think so. I can only, again, I can only speak for myself from my perspective. And again, this is, this is, this is all from my perspective. There's always yeah. two sides yeah. of the same story. So um, again, don't, don't take this for people who are listening as me bashing this person. This is just how things came out. Yeah. This is venting. I, uh, no. And so I, I, I had felt after that something was off with her. Mm-hmm. I, I, when you've been with someone for such a long time, you're able to pick up on specific types of signals that signify something's wrong. Something's not yeah. okay. Yeah. Something's eating at you. You need to say something, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But every time I approach, hey, what's wrong? What, what, like she's like, don't worry about me. Worry about yourself for now. Like, let's work on you. Let's get you fixed first. Mm-hmm. She, she continued to speak with this individual because she's like, well, they're, he's my friend. So I'll just, he's just my friend for now. And if, we get better, we get better. If not, then we, you know, it is what it is. And I said, okay, well, you know, I, I told her, well, because at the time when things went the way they went, I told her I, I have to veto, which we, something we agreed upon, which is veto means that uh, in our relationship, we agreed that if you veto someone, they're done. Like they are, they, you cut ties with the person, it's done. Like you don't, you don't, the other person said they don't want that person. It, it's, it's, it, we made it as a fail safe in case the person in, in question that is uh, making the contact is not of the right mind. Yeah. If they're looking for a relationship and not a if uh, things either got if, if things either got too serious, yeah. Or if things got um or if so if things got too serious and the person wasn't seeing mm-hmm. it correctly. Yeah. Uh and or if there was a questionable person that was being um uh, not proposed to but propositioned. Yeah. So if you're not a like for me she made it specifically about me. She's like, if you if you get a questionable girl, I'm gonna be told the shit out of them. 
because I don't need anything coming back into my bed. And you likewise, yeah. I will not bring anything back to your bed. Yeah. That is, you know, a disease mostly. It's just yeah. mostly disease. Like, you know, if yeah. you have to be safe about this, you can't be irresponsible. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So you don't want to, you don't want to bring some, some crud back or so yes anyone catching feelings and that's essentially what the and, that, and that's the thing is we made a commitment to each other yeah we weren't going to get married we weren't going to have kids corners always until you didn't want to be in which case you expressed hey i don't want to be in this relationship anymore yeah we both agreed to be adults about it if you don't want to be in the relationship then say so there's no point in wasting each other's time mm -hmm. we have one life and you yeah. need to make sure that you're not wasting the person's time mm -hmm. That's why the veto was so important. Mm -hmm. So I vetoed this person. So she technically shouldn't have continued to talk to him, but she did anyways. And I let it go yeah. because I wasn't of the right mind, nor did I feel like I should have. I felt like a, a crummy person after that. You felt, I felt like, like you felt like I, you used your veto power unjustly. It's more like I felt like I dangled a carrot and then took it away. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you said, this is how we're going to do it from now on. By the way, no, we're not. Yes. Yeah. which is a shitty thing to do. I, yeah. I, I can own that. I own that. I, I, I made a mistake and I, and that was my fault. Yeah. That, at least that's how I justified it to myself. Now people would say that you're wrong for doing that. But I, I, at this point, that's, that's, that's how I feel. I feel like no, I, I, I made it. a stupid mistake. Yeah. I should never have crossed that bridge if I wasn't willing to commit. Yeah. Although well, I would I, argue I that I was ready. Yeah. I think, I think it's not that you weren't willing to commit. I think, it was, it's such a hard bridge to cross for you that you had to be where you were when you said you were willing to commit for it to happen. And then Absolutely. life happened, which is what always happens. Right. I, I get, I get, I get your side. And also I understand it, it would kind of, kind of suck to be on the other end of it. Yes. And that, again, I own, I own that. I know that. I know that I fucked up there. So I, I, yeah, no, and I and I tried. I reached out to the mm -hmm. person that I talked to about the other. They had another polyamorous relationship. Yeah. That other couple. I talked to that individual, my coworker, and I asked about mm -hmm. you know this my specific situation because it was eating at me still. Like something's not right. Something feels wrong. And so she told me, and this is what made me. I did a really awful thing after this. So she told me, Sal, this has got red flags blasting left and right. The fact that you vetoed and she did not respect your veto and is still talking to the individual leads me to believe that you are being played right now as a fool. Mm -hmm. However, you fucked up. You fucked up royally. Just like my husband did, you dangled the carrot and, and it, it, you got to understand, I resented my husband after this. I can't imagine she has the most fondest of uh, ideals of you right now. And I said, is that, is that really what it boils down? Like, that's what it was. That's what it, and she's like, no, I mean, that that could be it. So I confronted my girlfriend about it. I said, hey, if you feel this way, if you do need to let me know, you need to talk to me, you need to communicate with me. That's the whole point of this. That's how this works. As you talk to me, you can't shut down and expect me to be a mind reader. That's not how this works. And she assured me that that's not what was going on and that nothing was happening, blah, 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 blah. The whole time there was texting with this person, but she would never, she would always kind of do one of those like, turn the phone just a little bit away so that no one can see the screen mm -hmm. or if if it was if there were, that wasn't possible it was just immediate close and just yeah. take do it later yeah. or, uh, uh, 
mute the volume that way notifications don't when they come in they aren't audible yes and at, at one point literally she said she got mad at me mm-hmm. saying how i was being an insecure dick yeah. and that i that she wasn't doing anything and she even showed me her screen at that point in time with the chat with that person i'll call him jay for now uh and so she was like i'm i'm, not, I'm only talking to him jay's just a friend he's not anything more and she, i looked at it and okay okay no there's only yeah okay it still didn't sit well with me mm-hmm. so the next day she went to work i did the jealous boyfriend douchey move of yes yeah mm-hmm. you did the thing that everyone everyone says they will never do yeah i i never wanted to do it i never and it, it just mm-hmm. i was already a mess yeah not that it's any excuse and so I did. I did. I looked through her, her computer, her messages. If anything, it was just me trying to mm-hmm. you're give trying myself to get your ego the back. assurance. I was trying yeah, to get my yeah. assurance back. Is, yeah. that, is that, no, no, it's exactly as she yeah. says. Yeah. She's you're still like, the I, person. Yeah. You, yeah. In your mind, you're, you're trying to reaffirm the fact that she is telling you the truth. Yes. And that all of my, all of my, insecurities and doubts they're all unjustified and they are all bullshit Mm -hmm. i found the complete opposite Mm -hmm. the absolute complete opposite up to and even scheming of doing things behind my back regardless of how i was mentally at even at the very beginning lamenting the fact that i was having a mental breakdown because she would have much rather preferred to be with him that night than having to read those things because that wasn't the only one there were several other ones that took some pretty deep shots at myself and uh, most of my insecurities. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it. No. Yeah. Uh, it, it really. It, yeah. It, yeah. That, that really fucks with you, man. Now, yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I completely understand where you're coming from. But always remember when talking to other people, you're always going to play things differently. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is like, when I'm talking to someone at work about someone else at work, they're always exaggerating. They're always trying to, they're always talking down about someone way more than they actually should. And talking to that other person, they're always talking down to the other person way more than they actually should. Everyone always, you know, she was, it sounds like she was uh, trying to express her frustration to someone that wasn't you. So, she it didn't matter how hurtful she was being because you would have never seen it. And I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to make it seem like it's not a dick move she did or anything like that. But yeah, it sounds like it was just it was baffling because she yeah. she'd never seen me cry, never once. Yeah. And I told her that I said I don't want to cry in front of you. Mm-hmm. So I turned my back to her and she hugged me and said it's okay. I will be here for you. And yeah. literally. Because there's date stamps on all of those conversations. The very next day, it was, God, I wish you didn't have this mental breakdown because I'd rather be over there screwing your brain. You screwing my brains out than me being here with him. Mm. That, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That, that's the type of shit that breaks you. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just that conversation. She was talking to other guys besides that one, people that she wasn't planning on meeting up and talking about, talking ill about me. I never once disparaged her in front of my friends at all, ever, because she is my significant other. If we're, we're partners, 
She's just as good as I am, if not better. She's yeah. never below me. She's never worse. She's never any of this because mm-hmm. that would be a reflection on what we are. And she's nothing but the best to me. So if she's anything less than that, then what, what are we doing? Yeah. That's what I hold her as because that's why I expect to, for her to hold me when it comes to other people. To each other, we can be critical. We can be, we can be constructive. We can, be, we can give each other criticism. But to others, we, we never disparage each other. Yeah, never. It's, it's a, never it's on a, the table. Yeah, it's the uh, um, the whole I can talk ill of of my brother if you fucking say a goddamn <sighs> punch in the face kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, it's that uh, same. Even, yes, but with Jay, but so Jay's the one she told that she said she wanted to make sure that she wanted to. She was upset that I had was maybe having a mental breakdown and that mm-hmm. she would rather be over there and all that stuff. She also went on to say that. Because they were planning on going to watch the movies. They were going to go watch movies. She's like, I'm just, we're, just, we're just friends. We're just going to go watch movies. That's all we're going to do. So uh, we're just going to watch movies. We're just going to, we're just friends. That's all we're going to do. Well, and the messages that she sent to him prior to, prior to them going to a movie was that she basically made plans about how you can, you know, I can touch you on the outside of your clothes and you can touch me outside of my clothes maybe i'll let you slip a hand in here and there uh and then he made the like well what about your boyfriend like your boyfriend is not in a good spot and she's like well whatever whatever he doesn't know won't hurt him literally the words that were said i I was like seeing a different person Mm -hmm. it was seeing someone i've never met before because the person up until then was a very understanding very open very caring very it was just a it it wrecked me. That broke. That broke me. That broke me something fierce. That night, I went. I couldn't sleep. I didn't sleep. Obviously, I didn't confront her with anything that day. I went. I went to work, and the minute someone asked me, it was literally the minute someone asked me, "How was how you know how you doing?" Blah blah. blah. Like you're looking a little 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 flush or a little pale. What's wrong? And as I said, everything was fine. Things were, you know, okay, you know, things aren't the best, but they'll get better. Making, I think I was trying to cheer myself up. Yeah. <laughs> I, as soon as I got done with that conversation and turned around, my mind spiraled. I, the, I had a, my very first panic attack. Nice. I've never had a panic attack before. My vision narrowed. Everything went to a, a gray scale. So everything, I was a different shade of gray and black. My heart was racing. My extremities were like frozen cold. My face was flush and I was sweating from my head and my chest. But everything else was frigid. I got nauseous. I ended up going home. After that, the next day after I went home and I tried, I honestly took, I took a, I took a probably more than I should have a Vicodin. Not Vicodin, sorry, melatonin. I just dumped a bunch of melatonin. Just Mm -hmm. I needed, I needed, I needed not to die. I needed to. Well, I needed to shut yeah. off. Yeah. I, ne- I desperately needed to shut off. Even if it was a some kind of a meditative veg- vegetative state, whatever. I just needed to, I needed to be off. And then I confronted her about it the next day. And it was it wasn't pretty. I you know what the worst part about it is? That day where she got mad at me because of me being a nosy prick and asking about that person and what she's talking to him about. That very conversation shortly thereafter, she had sent a picture of herself to him, to Jay. Right below where she showed me that text, right below that, there was a picture of her that she'd sent. She actually sent several pictures. They sexted a lot. There was there was a lot of sexting and phone calls. There were phone calls that I have 
that were just they that just recorded that there was phone calls. That was all that was there because when I asked about it, she didn't give me any answer. She said she doesn't remember what those phone calls were, which I, you know what, it is what it is. Jesus Christ. So all those things happened in three months. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was back to back to back. It, actually, I think most of the almost all those events happened within maybe a month and a half. But it because of how things progressed after I broke, it seemed like three months. And I've never been the same since. Yeah. I've, I, I, I still have these. I have more than ever. I have insecurities. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot out of you, man. It does. It does because the person that you held this, this like, you know what? Maybe I'm not a piece of shit. Maybe I'm not this ugly turd. Maybe I'm not this disgusting thing that people mm-hmm. despise. Maybe I can be myself. Yeah. Someone Maybe who I can helped be... someone who helped you build you up just kind of wore you down with one brick. It wasn't one brick. They built a house on top of me. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't one, it was several. It was it yeah. was too, it was just in the amount of stuff that was said, it was mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah. Well what I'm what I'm trying to say is uh uh, every archway has a key, a keystone. Yes. All you have to do is remove the keystone and everything falls apart. Yeah. All you have to do is one thing. <laughs> one thing. Yeah. So for the next year and a half, things got better. Mm-hmm. At least I thought so. I told her I, I can't do guys. I just can't. That was a mistake on my part. Funny story. Not funny. It's more like coincidentally. The person that I talked to for this advice on a polyamorous relationship, their polyamorous relationship, my coworker. Remember how I told you that her, that she resents her husband and everything else after he dangled the carrot and then took it away just like I did? Mm-hmm. Turns out she was having a four and a half year affair with his best friend. And because I had confronted, and here's the thing, I, I didn't break up with her. My, mm-hmm. my friends all said, you need to. My co- I had a coworker confidant that told me, you need to quit her now because if you do not she's gonna do it again i can yeah. guarantee you right now and she, he called me a stupid dumbass for going back to her he's like you're a stupid dumbass why did you go back you're gonna regret it i'm sorry to say it i love you bro you need to stop or you're gonna hurt again at the time i told him you know no you're wrong things have gotten better things will get better it's just it was my mistake i own it and i do still to this day i made that mistake because just like with my coworker, if that carrot hadn't been dangled she wouldn't have done what she had done but at the same time she also says it is her mistake because she she ultimately took it the way she did my so currently doesn't hold any responsibility for it it was i guess i fucked up kind of thing Mm. (sighs) we'll call him a we'll call him b bud (laughs) yeah i at that point said you know what it it is what it is i made a mistake i will I will not make that mistake in the future. We need to make sure. That I, I don't want this relationship to go. I really didn't. Mm-hmm. There was so much. There was so much good that came from it that I was like, I'm like, I'm not ready to give this up. Let's. I want to work at it. I want it to work because I. I did. I. I still do. I love her. It's not a matter of not loving her. It. The feelings are there. I was insecure at first. I didn't. Now, I wasn't sure if the feelings were real. Now here's here's the question I have for you. Mm-hmm. Um, a polyamorous relationship is where you both get to sleep around a bit. Yes. Right? Right. So are you guys in a polyamorous relationship? I would say it's 
an open relationship at this point. Open. Okay. So as, uh, polyamorous would mean that yeah, I don't know yeah. if it would mean that you're you're open to the idea or that you are currently okay, part of. Yeah, I'm I'm not a a Twitter psychologist. I don't know enough about these terms. But um in my my mind, I have a a, a vision of what an open relationship is. And that's where both sides are benefiting from it being opened. Right. And I've thought about this quite a bit. If both sides aren't benefiting from it being opened, there is probably always going to be animosity is always going to be this. No, you're not wrong. You're talking about. And well, here's the thing is that it, I, I honestly don't think I would have reacted the same had I been a girl. But that's not, yeah. What I'm saying is, do you, Sal, feel open? Do you feel like you can go out and just, you know, pick up a chick? Boy, being allowed and being able to are two different things. Yeah. So, yeah, anyone is allowed to own a gun. A lot of people should never own a gun and know they are not able to have a gun. Right. It's that same mentality. Just because you have permission doesn't mean you can. I feel I, I, I've, I've had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And? And it, and it felt wrong. And so what I am saying, I am no expert on relationships. I've had one actual relationship. <laughs> um, it doesn't seem like, it feels like you're not okay with open relationship. But you're not wrong. On your end, on your end, you're not okay with it. So how would you be okay? So it's it's hard to believe that you'd be okay with it on someone else's. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think you, I think I think it goes back to the the weird is it, fantasy is it, of two girls. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean that's know. is it that you are is it that uh you don't want to have the option, or is it it's that a, you don't believe you deserve the option? Well, here's the thing. The, one of the things that she described, because she apparently has had an, a polyamorous relationship before she got with me. And she said that part of the reason you have it open is that because there is no sense of being trapped. There yeah. is very little want or desire to astray because it's not it's not taboo. It's not. Yeah, it's the whole butterfly meme where if you let the butterfly go it, and it comes back, it's yours. But guess what? Butterflies don't want to be held in hands because they're butterflies, not humans. Yes. So yeah, it's that whole if you let it go and it comes back, it's true or some shit like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I never heard the analogy, uh, but sure. I don't fucking know. I get I get what you're saying, and I agree with yeah. you, and that seems to be the sentiment of what that yeah. whole purpose of yeah. it being what it is. Some people take it as a license to fuck, so yeah. they do it. So depends on the people that are involved. Yeah. Well, it I don't know if it depends on the people that are involved or um there are people with healthy relationships and he- people without healthy relationships and the people without healthy relationships treat it as a, um, just an open invitation to fuck mm-hmm. and without consequence, which, I mean, the veto thing sounds like it's a way of preventing feelings, right? which is the point because it's, it's the idea of, you know, you just want to get off, and this other person's got a, you know, got a way to get off and it has nothing to do with feelings, but a lot of humans attach feelings to sex. Yes, absolutely. 
and it's hard not to sometimes. Yes. And it's even harder not to attach feelings to everything before that. Here's the thing. I, I know personally that I can absolutely write off a person to make sure I don't have feelings. But are you willing to fuck that person? <laughs> I got really close. But here's the thing. It's, it's a matter of who's more important. And to me, a person that – and here's the thing. I, don't, I have a rule for myself. I cannot be friend with this person. This person cannot be a friend. Yeah. Because that's how it can progress. That's how that's how feelings are born. And this other polyamorous relationship couple, they they expressed it cannot be someone close to you because yeah. you will develop feelings for it. Yeah, it's got to be some random rule number one. It, it there has to be only one purpose to this person because there is no need for the other because you already have the other. Yeah, or else you, you are not actually in a in an open relationship you are trying to get out of your current relationship. you have two relationships or three relationships or four relationships yeah. you don't have the one relationship with wiggle kind of, yeah yeah and that's so, it, it feels like that's what a lot of people i mean i i don't know if i i don't know if i am mature enough or mentally able to do anything like that either way i don't know if i could possibly be in an open relationship and i don't I, I I feel like I, I can. It's just I can't. If I care about the person deeply, if I did not care, if I really didn't care and truly didn't yeah. love my SO, I wouldn't care who the fuck she fucked. I could yeah. I wouldn't I could give two shits yeah. about who she decided to friend. But because it's and that might be really stupid and selfish, but I mean in a way, being in a relationship, you still have to be kind of selfish in the way that you need to know what you want. And for me, I, I need I need to have the person be almost on the same page as me. I don't care if they fuck someone else, but make sure you don't fall in love with them. Don't yeah. be a friend of them. Be yeah. they are they they feel one function, and that is to let out some sexual yeah. frustration so, or whatever. So if if you did what you did and saw that all it was was uh, my boyfriend is having some troubles, we can't fuck. I'll get I'll get a hold of you uh, when we can. Would you have been okay with that? Absolutely. Would you have been okay with everything up until then? I, you know what? I can't really for 100% sure yeah. say that. But here's the thing. That would, have, that would have assured me that we still had the trust. Yeah. That the dam never should have broken. That I'm still in a safe spot. That this person truly cares about me 110% and is for my well-being. But because the things that were said to Jay and to everything else that was said to other people – there's there were there were talks about oh god I'm not, I'm not i'm not i'm not a this is gonna be bad i don't give a shit though i i'm not a big guy i'm not like 12 inches of hard cock that's not what i am unfortunately god didn't god or the maker the creator didn't whoever the fuck that is they them she him whoever it was uh okay uh, so before you go too far down that um i remember asking the nurse during an ultrasound if uh, the baby in my SO's uh, guts had a had a penis, if they found the penis yet, it's like you didn't put it there, so no. So yeah, and it has nothing to do with the creator. Your dad didn't give you what you're talking about. Yes, <laughs> yes. I wasn't even talking about that. Just the powers that be, genetics yeah. and the code yep. that is the exactly. creation, yep. uh, didn't bestow with me the power of the humongous dong. So. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't have. In, I don't have a small penis. I have. A, I would say an average dick. I have yeah. about. I'm not even gonna say it because I'm not gonna. It's fucking weird. It's like me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> it's just weird. Um, but so, but yeah. this person was boasting a bigger dick, and so the, that kind of triggers people. <laughs> the SO was like, that would feel nice because all I have to work with is this, and I was like, yeah, yeah, insecurities, dude. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> Every, yeah, literally yeah. everything that a person with insecurities, any yep. man mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is cisgendered, just yes, the, any person here. Yeah. yeah, no, that's that's. I, I have a feeling that isn't just men. That isn't just cis men. That is like people in general. Like, like I know, I know my SO has has a little bit of insecurities with the size of her titties. Ah, yeah. Um, I like them. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, it's. That's anyone. When you're talking about the things that other people aren't supposed to see, and it's yeah, only true. only you that you get, and then you tell other people about that one part that you're the only one that has privileged information yeah. about. That's that feels bad. Yeah. See, I shut off all emotion. I know. As soon as I as soon as I started getting the the waterworks. Yeah. And, uh, so now at this point, I'm just kind of like I have that weird lull in my emotion where I'm just. Uh-huh. Hey, yep. it shut off. Great. Yeah. No, what, what you did uh, was you punched it down far enough where you have a little bit more wiggle room of. Yes. Yeah. You punched it past the point of it needing to be. So you've got a little bit of, of, uh, <laughs> of unemotional before it just goes. Whoo. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I know where so, you are. Um, but okay. So that it, it was an end there. I'm, I apologize. You're probably not going to get any sleep from work. <laughs> um, I hate my job anyways. It's fine. <laughs> got part two yeah a year and a half later i have restored the trust in mm-hmm. my so we talked we've become more we became more open mm-hmm. i think it, it was a little after christmas things started to feel weird again there was distance there was a lot of phone hiding there was a lot of like watching over the shoulder there was a lot of very suspicious behavior that i was like what are you what are you hiding? This went on for a while. And then at a certain point, she said that she felt like we weren't spending enough time with each other. And this was before her birthday. This was maybe like a month, month and a half before her birthday. So I went, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry. Um, you're, I, I will do better. I will be better because you're right. And I will be better. And I did. We went on. I, I've demanded we went on on lunch on, on not lunches on uh, on dates mm-hmm. we planned out dates we went on dates the dates <sighs> she wasn't even looking at me half the time she was nose deep in her phone i asked her a question oh what huh what was going on uh, like i just asked if you know how was this or that and that or uh did you want this and that like what, what like i was just just talking like let's talk yeah. that's the whole point of this yeah. The thing going on is a conversation that you're not invested in. <laughs> yeah, and she never sat next to me. She always sat across from me. So it was always mm-hmm. the phone was out. But like the one time I tried to like sit over with her, she put the phone away. Yeah, I was like, was, I didn't say anything. It was just things that I noticed. And it was just like, this doesn't feel right. Something is wrong. Something is still off. And it continued. And then... A week before her birthday, I had a meeting. I met with my friends because I was I was starting to feel depressed. I started to feel anxious again. I started to get yeah. that feeling that that like 
there is the water is rising against the dam that isn't isn't fixed yet. It still has a lot to go before it's repaired, and the water is rising. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Why is the water rising? So I started talking to my friends and talking about my insecurities. They're like, like, bro, the last time this happened, you were hurt really, really, really badly. Do you need to let her go? Everyone, every single person that I had contact with, my 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 therapist, my my three tip therapists that I had, they all Damn, you got the therapist money? And well, insurance. Insurance is a <laughs> hell of a thing. <laughs> um, I had my first therapist, she suggested that I leave my relationship. Second therapist mm-hmm. was assigned to me. They said I should leave my the relationship. The third one was one that I wanted to get another opinion, a yeah, third opinion, I guess. And they were like, have you thought about leaving your... <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so it was, it, was, it was much the same. I didn't... Mm-hmm. I don't... <sighs> yeah, so I did the stupid thing again. Yeah. I did the stupid jealous boyfriend thing. Mm-hmm. I went through it. And once again, everything was confirmed. None of my... My trust wasn't assured it wasn't it was it was demolished at that point this was three years ago three years ago that that i broke again and that was i would say that was almost worse because it was recovering and it was i want to trust you again let's let's do this the right way we can talk about i told her like we could talk about if everything goes well like 2019 we can talk about maybe opening it up again to Dudes, we have to definitely have a long talk about it, but give me some time to heal. Give me some time to recuperate from all of this. This is the worst thing that could ever happen to me. So give me some time. You know, most guys don't mm-hmm. stay. Most guys are gone. At that point in time, they're gone. They're done. Everyone told me they were done. Here's the worst part is when I found out the second time around, all the, all the old advice that was given to me about this is going to happen again. Bro, I'm telling you, it happened once. It's mm-hmm. gonna happen twice, and it, yeah, no, it happened twice. So it wasn't that I was reassured that no, that everything was gonna be okay. That I listened to her to make sure things, that things were gonna be okay. No, it, it ended up just validating the people who were saying the opposite. The people that were telling me I needed to leave, I needed to be gone. That's who was validated. It wasn't me. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. And the, the, it happened, it was, and here's the thing. Most of the time, again, date stamps, they're very easy to find and trace back. And sure enough, all the times that we were on dates, it was always talking to that person. It was sometimes te- sexting. Most of the time it was sexting. Talking about scenarios and role play and all that stuff. In the middle of a date, there were pictures exchanged, videos were exchanged. Hell, there was even a time that, that it, it, it was, she was laying next to me. It was early in the morning and I was, I was, I was about to wake up because it was my day off. And, and it literally, word for word, God, I wish I was over there with you right now instead of here. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I w- and I, I'm like, I was right next to you that night, that day, that morning. How do you not remember that I was right next to you? Well, I don't know. I guess I was just wasn't there. I'm like, no, that, regardless, regardless, that is, and I told him, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not that asshole. I'm not the one who's going to sit here and say, no, you have to be with me. You have to follow. I'm like, no, if you want to do these things, that's fine. You can do them. But I'm telling you right now, I'm not okay with them. And if that's what you want to do, can't be with me. Mm-hmm. What you're trying and to say is. And, I, 
And I told him like, that's okay. You don't have to be with me. You don't, I don't need to force you to be with me. I'm not going to be that asshole who Mm -hmm. tries to play these manipulative games where I'm like, no, you have to be with me or else I'm going to cut myself or I'm going to blow up. No, I'm not that guy. If you don't want to be with me, I'm not going to hold you against your will to be with me. If you want to be here, be here. Yeah. Just fucking say it. Yeah. Say it, do it, live it. Don't Mm -hmm. sit here and lie to me that you want to be here and then not. Just be true to yourself. I'm not gonna kick you out. I'm gonna we're gonna do this right. You're still a friend. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna toss you out to the street for you to fend for yourself. I will give you an ample time for you to find a place to stay other than here, but I'm not gonna lie to you. As soon as you're out and on your feet, I'm gonna sell everything I own and I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Cause I cannot be anywhere mm-hmm. where I'm reminded of you because that's it's just too painful. Yeah. I get it. I, I honestly, this is not a joke. This is the reason why I had you make a Discord for something else that we're doing was because I still had anxiety from Discord. I couldn't go anywhere near it. I, I, I hyperventilated whenever I got near it. Oof. Only until recently I was able to get over that. And even then I still have these weird, like it's a small like, yeah. okay, here we go. What am I going to find in here? Know, yeah. And most, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. It's much better. It's no longer mm-hmm. as big of an issue. But when when I had when I had asked you to do it, it was I couldn't. I can't. It was it. So many things were just coming back, and I was like, I can't. I can't do this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lose it, and I can't do it. And that's yeah. why I, I asked for you for you to do it. I, I didn't tell you that at the time. But that's. No, I get that's it. Fine. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah, no. It's so. I'm I'm here three years later. I'm uh, emotional ball of shit yeah and i'm not over it i'm, I'm still kind of mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hanging on because she said she wants to make it work and i said be sure that you follow through with that and not just lip service because lip service isn't going to do us either of us any good neither of us going to get younger neither of us are going to get more appealing <laughs> we're good we're, we have limited time and if you don't want to be here that's fine i'm not going to hold you here i don't want to hold you against your will i will not hold you a a prisoner in our relationship if you need to get out get out Mm -hmm. but don't waste any more time yeah i've been there yeah but that was like i said that was three years ago so hmm yeah Yeah, that was i i don't know what to say (laughs) no you don't have to say anything but it's a huge info though man yeah it is and that's for everyone to it's yeah. So this is the yeah. reason why we made INCUCD. Yeah, was because so that we can express these things, yeah, say these things. People otherwise wouldn't say. I wouldn't have said it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I told you. I nope. would never have said half yeah. this shit. Yeah. Is it? So here's another thing. Um, we've known each other for very short time in actual real life, and we we just recently like started hanging out a little bit more than. Um, like I, I've seen you more times than any other friend. Um, does that give it like a different feel? Does that make any sense? Like a, a new friend without any of the other, like the past um, experiences, does it give it a different feel? If I knew you were a douchebag and or a person who didn't I'm not care, a yeah. I, I wouldn't have shared. But because I know you're a person who genuinely cares, person who genuinely listens, mm-hmm. that's the reason I like. You know what? This is not this is not a bad person to share these these things with because mm-hmm. 
a dirty little secret. We're not the only ones dealing with these things. No, we're not. But it, like, uh, I've got friends that I know have dealt with these things, but it's it's fucking awkward. It's really awkward talking about any of this stuff. And uh, I have a friend that he's on the latter end of this type of stuff. Um, he got a divorce uh, this year um, or last year. This is a new year. Yeah, he got he got a divorce, <laughs> and uh, he he announced it on April Fool's Day. <laughs> Ouch! Because that's the kind of guy he is. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't know. I had no fucking clue that that's where they were. It was fucking weird as shit. Oh yeah. So yeah, it it for me it is a little bit different. Um, you being a more recent friend, it does feel like there is a little bit less of a. I don't know. A I don't, barrier? I, yeah. I mean, there's not as much, like, the friends I have from high school, there's a lot of toxic relationship there. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's a lot of, we were all the shitty people. We were, or not the shitty people, the people that were shit on the most. So we shit on each other even harder. Ah. So I there's see. a lot of that, you know, fuck you, buddy, kind of shit. <laughs> so... <laughs> God damn, son. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, no, it's, I think it's more or less the people that you're dealing with. Some people feel comfortable Mm -hmm. enough. Like, I I honestly have got to the point where I don't, I don't, it's not that I don't care. It's that I know these are things that need to be said because I learned the hard way that you can't hold it in. It felt like, it felt like, (laughs) honestly, the only metaphor I can bring up is something that happened to me, which is, I drank a fuck ton of high gravity, like maybe two or three forties, and then proceeded to horseshoe some chew, to, you know, what? chewing tobacco, Ugh. horseshoe, which means three finger dip, three fingers, first time ever. And then I shotgunned a beer, and then was like, "Oh, where did it go?" Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, you swallowed it." I'm like, "Yes, I did." They said, "Well, don't hold it in." I'm like, "What?" Yeah, when it comes, when it wants to come back up, you let it go. Yeah. You, you let don't it hold come- it in. You only, you only make it worse. So the metaphor there is I literally held it. I had the cold sweats. It was the worst excruciating physical pain that I had felt. And, and I've been punched in the face quite a few times. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, no, it, it was one of those, you can only hold it in for so long. And the longer you hold it in, the more damage it does, the harder it hurts. And then when you let go and you expel the bad, it's amazing how much better you so what you're saying is hold it in as long as you can because it feels <laughs> so much better when you let it out <laughs> uh, i mean yeah, you know tomato tomato uh, <laughs> yeah. oh good lord one man's torture yep. is another man's pleasure yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah no that was that was me in a nutshell yeah. Everyone now knows more about me than well most some some because yeah. I've I've only been vocal with very specific individuals so actually mm-hmm. most I mean technically speaking there's no way in hell I even know what a one percent of the entire world so chances yeah. are most yeah. will know there more are, about me now. there are <laughs> five people in the world that know more. <laughs> 
Uh, but I've yeah, seen, no, it's... I've seen those analytics. We have like five whole people. <laughs> oh man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was, that was me. So that will be the first, that's, this is, I guess the first yeah. of the series. If Toro is up for sharing. I oh guess. no, I think we're ending the podcast now. No, no, not, forever. not today. Forever. For, for another time. I oh, don't know forever. if that'll ever happen. Well, you don't have to. We could always just talk I've, about yeah, other yeah. stuff. I, I, I will. There's a, I mean, just hearing your story. I just burped and, on the mic. Oops. <laughs> staying in, motherfucker. <laughs> Keep that shit down until it hurts. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if you heard a burp or a fart in the uh, recording, <laughs> um, write down the timestamp and uh, and then go to Twitter and tweet at us. Uh, it's INCUCB. Yes, we definitely do. <laughs> first thing I fucking did. <laughs> INCUCB uh, at Twitter. I don't know how to, that works. But yeah, tweet at us the timestamp and whether it was a fart or a burp. And <laughs> we'll like it, I guess. <laughs> hey, you know what? At some point in time, we may make merch. You might get sent a t-shirt. A merch? Kudos. Yeah. We will send a merch. A, a mug. A no. sticker. A something. Maybe. Uh, draw the line of sticker. All right. Yeah. I got peeps. Don't worry. Peeps. Yeah, we'll send them peeps. Or we'll send yes. them a we'll 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 Vimo them a dollar. And then there they can go. go to the Dollar Tree and buy them a fucking peep. Hell yeah. Sounds like a plan to me. Yep. Problem solved. There you go. You heard it first. For person who gives yeah. us a timestamp time gets a gets a peep. Gets a dollar. Get the dollar no. to get a peep. Maybe. Yeah. No promises. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know. We don't know how how valuable a dollar will be in the coming years. Uh, yes. After the apocalypse and all. Yes. We don't know how much our time is limited here, ladies and gentlemen, and yep. others and theys. I don't know what to say there. What would you say there? What? Where? Ladies and gentlemen, what would you say oh. for the others who are comrades? Not binary. Comrade. It is a. Comrade. It is yeah. Comrade. Comrades. Call them all comrades. It's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because uh, yeah. comrade, comrade is gender neutral. You don't have to worry about the awkwardness. Actually, they or them, or that, that's gender neutral, really. It's not, doesn't have to be non-binary. It can be he or she. They is also in my brain. Hell yeah. All right. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary folk. Comrades. Or, or others, or comrades, or yeah. whatever you want to be called. Send us send us a tweet actually as to what you prefer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's that'd be interesting. I like uh, comrades. Yeah. I like comrades. Yes. yes. Um, with that, we're we're done. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm not crying. You're huh? crying, bro. Oh. Yeah, that's we never addressed that. That's what it stands for. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I figured I was gonna do the uh, sign off with. I don't know. I panicked. Uh, I think uh, it goes I and C. You see. See ya.